That's the worst recap I've done. Let's try again. <laughs> so, don't, sorry. I like it's it. It's been a long week. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to episode 10, pew, 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 double digits <laughs> of Snark Break High. Our editor, we have a soundboard and it has sound effects, but he's disabled it and I don't know how to make it work. So now I can't do, pew, 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 pew. you did it way better. Thanks. Hi, by the way, how are you guys? What are we Good, talking thanks. about? <laughs> we hope that you all answered when you're in your cars or... <laughs> walking or whatever you did. Yeah, we hope you're having a good day. (laughs) So episode 10, big news. You were right. Jodie's back. Yes. Back, back, back again. And also Marco's promoted. That's pretty much the two main storylines. There you go. Jodie's back. Marco's got a promotion in another state. Yep. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I I liked this episode. I really. I'm pumped about this episode. I feel like we've had quite a few character setting episodes early on and then we've had the big losing Mrs. Bullos and now we're into I really like the content, yeah. I I mean, when I say I like this episode, there's at least three, two. Two? At least two things in this episode that I hate. Oh, yeah, but you're supposed to. There's a there's more to it. Some of them we felt earlier on where you'd be like content heavy or it's we're not sure what to talk about. Yeah. I've got too much Plenty to talk to about. Plenty to talk about in this episode. So, start us off. First of all, credits. Before we even start the episode, Erin has been replaced with Stella, but Stella's in the credits now. Can I just say, too, on the matter of the credits, mm-hmm. that Bolton is always put down as a special guest appearance? Bolton. So, John Pollard, who is the actor who plays Bolton, yep. he is. He does become a part of the main cast, but I don't think it's until season three or four. But why is he a special guest? I think it's because he's more than a general extra. Yeah, I think he's been hired to be more than an extra. I don't. Again, it's weird. We need somebody who is informed in the ways Someone of television production. Save tell us, us why, because we've obviously got extras that don't get credit. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the main cast. Bolton's there. He's like Jack. Jack's part of the main cast. Yeah, Jackson. Jackson. In the, the intro credits. He's in the intro credits. He's. Like, Bolton's around just as much as Jack is. Mm -hmm. And Bolton does have the occasional line. So why is he a special guest appearance? I think it's because he's more than an extra, but they haven't made him main cast. Okay. that's So he does become part of the cast. I actually really like uh, Bolton's character. I don't. Later on. Later on. Not so far. (laughs) Not so far. (laughs) I believe in the first episode you called him River's skinhead mate. Yep. And he still is that for me at this point. He has not evolved any further than that. Um, but he becomes really interesting. So he part of the cast, but not, I guess, the starring cast. I, yeah. um, I'm i sure that people who are listening to this who know stuff are very frustrated by us. Well, tell us. Please, for the love of God, tell us. <laughs> Save us from ourselves. Yeah. So the gang, it's it's term one holidays. So it's the, Woo. I know, um, <laughs> which, yay. Yep. And they are watching a horror movie on the last night, the gang and Effie. And they're all shushing each other. I do have a note. Effie shouldn't be watching the movie. That's not my note, but no, she shouldn't be watching. Well, she I seemed watched, the least afraid. I watched a horror movie when I was probably around her age. How old is she? I think she's about 11 or 12. Yeah. So you remember 40 Hour Famine? Yes. I think they've changed it now so that you can – it's 40 Hour whatever. Because? Like you can spend 40 hours without your phone or – Oh, sure. 
whatever. Um, so I did 40 hour famine when it was famine and the only thing you could eat was butterscotch. Butterscotch. One every four hours. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I ate my body weight in butterscotch yeah. over that time. <laughs> but I, we had a sleepover, so there's a group of us doing it, and we watched Candyman. Oh, yeah, I do remember Candyman. And which is a guy with a hook for a hand that I think was oh, potentially lynched or something, or he was accused of a crime and. They cut his hand off and then there's a hook and now like it's that thing where if you say Candyman in the mirror four times, like he appears and I was and still am traumatised by that movie. I didn't sleep for two days after seeing that movie and then for at least uh, probably about a year. I So in my bedroom, the mirror and the door were on the same side of the room. I slept on my right side for a year because I could not have my back to the door in the mirror. I saw Poltergeist when I was really young. Have you I seen Poltergeist? Seen, no, see, oh, I hate horror yeah, movies same. as well. <laughs> do you no. ever do the Bloody Mary thing in the mirror with your friends? There's no way. If anyone at that time, if anyone had gone, haha, let's say Candyman four times in the mirror, I would have knocked them out and run away. <laughs> my best friend and I did the Bloody Mary one, Bloody Mary two. And I think you're supposed to go to three. When we got to two, it must have been a breeze or something, but the candlelight flickered. She booked it and I froze. <laughs> so I know where I land on the fight, flight, freeze scenario. And I was like, Sally, Sally, come back here. I can't move my feet. <laughs> I think we were about 14 at the time. So we did not go to number three and that was enough for us. Fair enough. Anyway, so they're watching this movie. Yep. The note I do have, which was not that Effie shouldn't be watching it, because she honestly seemed less scared than the others, was that the horror movie looks like it was filmed in the stairwell of Hartley High. So are we assuming that it wasn't a real movie, that no. it's a, it was a show within the show? It was a show within a show. So she's being chased. Okay. And it was oh, like a right, grainy, yeah. it was this character was being chased and it's quite grainy and gritty and yep. um, I'm pretty sure it's the stairwell at Hartley. Ah, so, I didn't even think about yeah. it. So good for them. I just thought it was a shit movie. <laughs> You're mad like about a being grade, horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Great horror movie. And then they get a phone call. Jodie, she's coming back. Now, my favourite part was Nick going, Jodie's coming back. And the girl's going, really? And the guy's going, shh, we're watching, we're the, watching movie. the movie. <laughs> Is it Effie that picks up the phone? Uh, yeah. And then yeah. And she's like, oh, so he said, no, no, it's like not now because they're watching the movie. <laughs> she went, not now, Jodie. Not now, Jodie. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> So yeah, so Jodie's back. I, I said it. I you did say it. You've been right all along. I have been pretending very well. But Being you would right have known. Is my favorite thing. It you know is. That. I've heard it a lot. <laughs> um, she's been in the credits the whole time. I just haven't pointed it out to you. That's what I meant in yeah. the terms of like all over the show. Like she was in yeah. all the magazine articles, yeah. and she's so well known for it. I didn't think about the credits to be honest, but there was no way that she was in that show. For five for episodes. Five episodes and, and then gone. pissed off. Now, from the impression I got, that was the first time she had called. Yeah. Yeah. And he, she was like, um, hi, how's it going? I'll be back. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Well, we find out why later. But it felt weird at the time. Yeah. So then cut to Yola and Christina's house. Yola is getting ready for a date. Marco heads in. Yola's looking hot. She looked, I even put this, so she's wearing like this sort of lingerie-ish top and these baggy jeans. She looks gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, she looks so good. Well done, Yola. We have context for the time now. It's the start of term two, so that's very exciting. We have, because we've been saying everything's a week because we had no sense of time. How has it only been a term and all this stuff's happened? Ten weeks, ten episodes, boom. 
I guess so. So that means that every episode is a week. Here's the thing. I remember reading a note about it and I know from my experience watching it, this all at the moment is traveling in time, whether it be like it, whether it takes a week, an episode or two, whatever it is, but it's traveling forward in time. And then it hits a certain point because these guys will graduate and go to year 12. And then it hits a certain point for a while where like the Simpsons, they just stay in that age for a couple of seasons. And then all those guys eventually leave and it traverses to the next sort of cast of it, the yeah, the next sort of year group of U twelve. Yeah. Back to Yola and Christina's house. He comes in. I don't know if he called first. Remember there's been that whole episode. What a bore. Yep. (laughs) And he's got a promotion in Perth. I wrote, Marco is a dick again. (laughs) And he basically just says we're moving to Perth. Yeah. We've got a big house. We've got a pool and a tennis court at the house, which actually does sound pretty good. Yeah. But he's just straight up gone, we are moving to Perth, which my automatic thing would be, what do you mean we? It's because you have a like oppositional personality. Also, I don't like being told what no, to do. I agree. And if someone just came in and that. said, we're moving to Perth, I'd be like, you're moving to I'm Perth. I'm never going to Perth in my life now. And particularly if you're in a relationship, it's meant to be, one, about compromise, and two, you should care what the other person wants and thinks and feels. I think if – I get he was excited. Yeah. So I feel like if I was in the same position, I'd be like – oh, my God, they've given us a house, they've given us this, what do you think? Yeah. Not. We're going. Pack your bags, bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Leave your entire life behind. We're going to Perth. So Christina is understandably annoyed by this. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to the Poulos' house where Connie's still cracking on to Stella. Can I point out, so last episode when Stella started – it was that she would be there Monday to Friday for a couple of hours mm-hmm. a day. But we've now gotten to the point where she is there in the morning getting Effie ready for school, yeah. yet also cooking dinners. Yeah, I know. Is she staying for one hour in the morning yeah. and then one hour in the night? Because then there's another part where she's like vacuuming in the middle of the day. Yeah. So she's literally there, she's all, the there time. all the time. But for two hours, she is masterful. It's a long ass two hours. It is. Yeah. And so... Effie's telling Stella about Jodie coming over. George says... She's trouble. Jodie's trouble. Nick nearly left school because of her. And I'm like, look, I am... I am Standing up for Jodie. Yeah, I am. And I'm always harsh on Jodie. But in this case... No, that was Nick. Nick chose... Jodie was still going to school at that time. She went to school. She She wanted Nick to go to school. But remember, everyone blamed her. Yeah, they did. friends blamed her. Everyone needs to... You know what? It was Nick's decision. Is his fault. Yeah. Yeah. He made the decision that he was going to drop out of school. Yeah. She was never on board. They were rude. So, yep. and then they're at school. Con is talking about he, they need women, not girls. And um, <laughs> weird. And a new teacher is walking in. Peter the, Phelps. Peter Phelps. If you are a certain age and you had parents of a certain age, they all love Peter Phelps because he was in Stingers, which if you oh, are... I watched Stingers. Go, I was a little kid, but yeah. Internationally, I think before the big SVU CSI, Australia had massive cop dramas. Yeah. Water we, Rats. Blue Healers. Oh, now we've run out of ideas. But yeah, there was a At lot of... At least three. Yeah. <laughs> go to TV Flashback on Instagram. There is an Australian one. They are always putting up different things about oh, different shows. They put something up the other day about, do you remember that show, Don't Forget Your Toothbrush? Yeah. Oh, I loved that. That was a great show. And also, um, what's the one where it was like sketch comedy, but no, improv comedy. 
Oh, there's a lot of them. You've got to narrow it down. Mm, and they have like a set kind of cast of extras, but they'd have a couple of famous people come in and they would walk into the oh, into a situation. Um, oh, it was literally... Thank up. God You're Here. Yes, yeah, that was thank a good God show. You're Here. That was a good one as well. Yes. Peter Phelps. Here's the part. Phil, Phil North. Phil North. Yep. Here's the thing. One, girls, calm down. <laughs> I wrote, new teacher, oh God, is he going to have an affair with a student? He's what he's young and he's good looking and I was immediately like this is where it starts. My concern was see that wasn't my first impression uh, like that's not what I thought of and I know what happens to these characters but my big problem was Chuck is saying I have a thing for the fatherly type. Uh, no Chucka. Yeah. No. Like I guess that's kind of a call back to the fact that she hasn't had her dad around which almost makes it worse. Definitely makes definitely it definitely makes, makes it worse. <laughs> I, it was not good. So yeah, he comes in. He's popular with the staff and the Yola. students. Yola's is all about it. All about him. <laughs> Even Southgate, because he knows Southgate was in rugby. I didn't. We didn't know this beforehand. No, Southgate was some sort of, I guess, countrywide, statewide. I'm so sorry for league supporters, and I might be wrong because it might not even be league. What are the two types? Union. Yeah, they go, I'm, I'm so sorry, Sydney and Queensland. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, would assu- I would assume, I don't know, they haven't actually said. I would assume league. Yeah, I feel like. Because they haven't actually said what kind of rugby, they just say rugby. Yeah. Yeah. So he pl- he's played in it, which we did not know. And yeah. North, Makes sense. North was a fan. Then Jody's back. Oh, can I just ask too? Yeah. Because Graham was chatting with Phil. Yes. And then Phil moved on. Yes. To be shown the library. Yep. By Delarane. Is Graham gay? Yeah, he's gay. Is he? Yeah. Okay. So, it, but it's not been obvious. No. Before now. Yeah, because I was mad because. I remember, yeah. I wanted him and Jody to end up together. I actually you wrote. You mean Christina, I wrote, oh my Jody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. It's because you said Jody before. Okay. So, I wrote, oh my God, is Graham gay? I wanted him to end up with Christina. Yeah, when you were predicting it, when you were like, I'm, I think maybe they'll get together because they, they have good chemistry. They do. They have a really good <sighs> interview. Yeah, I knew. I just was excited that you wouldn't be right about something because you've pretty much got them all at this point. I, yeah, because I was kind of, I kind of glossed over it to begin with because Yola was, and then because Yola was like, I saw him first. And yeah, I was like, and they were yeah. kind of like jokingly went, shoving. Wait, what? Yeah. And then I was like, no, that, that goes my storyline. So, yeah, Graham is gay. Um, okay. So, Jodie comes back. I wrote Jodie's back, told you. <laughs> <laughs> my only thing was, so the girls run up to her and are excited to She's see her, which is nice. Stringy hair and a ponytail. <laughs> With her ponytail and hair. They just do this creepy eyebrow thing at each other, which is weird. Her and Nick? Yeah. They're just kind of like, eh, Well, I guess eh. it's kind of awkward because... They were like a super couple, like super obsessed with each other. And then she left and has apparently not spoken to him since. Oh, she said postcards. Was there a postcard? She, I think so. There was a post, There was postcards early on, remember? Because yeah. when Chucka's family were dealing with stuff, he was like waiting by the mailbox yeah. pretty much, yeah. I guess it's getting back and going, oh, this is weird. We've, we went from like full on to nothing. Yes. And then obviously some big shits happened in between like, um, Irini passing away and stuff like that. I don't know. It was just – I can get the awkwardness. I get the – but my thing is, even if they were, like, sort of – because it comes up later in the episode, they weren't together. Okay, fine. If your ex-boyfriend, who you parted with on good terms, you are not breaking up because 
you want to break up, you're breaking up because of circumstances. Yeah. And their mother dies. I mm. feel like at that point you have to call. Yeah, because she – I wrote, did she not contact him at all when his mum died? And then I said, does she know his mum died? Well, she does because she – later in the episode she talks about how she wanted to hug him and um, she felt horrible when she found out about mum. So I don't know who she's been in contact with to know this stuff. Yeah. Because all the others were happy to see her in the we haven't seen you in so long kind of thing, not we just spoke, we've been speaking yeah. every week. Yeah. yeah, like how did she find out that don't she Don't know. But it's not like they have social media. No, that's the thing. Yeah, it's so weird to be like, oh, these people have to rely on phone calls. Literally <laughs> yeah. rely on phone calls. Contacting each other. She basically hasn't been in contact with anyone. But yeah, so she knew mum died, did not feel right to call. <laughs> Yeah. Jeez. Right. Then they are back in English class. Or I'll say. Oh, sorry. And he was like, was there anyone else? And she was like, no. And he was like, do you swear? And she very pointedly wouldn't swear on the fact that there hadn't no. been anyone else. Because I, I wrote, ooh, she won't swear. There's nobody else. And she, But she's doing that thing where she's like, oh, like you're being ridiculous. That's was always. It always means there was someone else. <laughs> because if someone said to me, oh, you need to swear, I'd be like, okay, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Although I think there's been times where I've like lied to kids about stuff. Yeah, sure. Where they're like, you got to swear. And I was like, fine, I swear. <laughs> what are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do, kids? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they're back in English. The girls are asking a lot about the new teacher. And I also say, holy shit, they're doing another Shakespeare play. They are. What are they doing now? Beth? Yeah. Yeah. That means they literally spent 15 minutes talking about Hamlet last episode and now they've moved on to a new one shakespeare a week they've already done romeo and juliet yes that's that comes up at some point anyway so the kids are like oh did you meet the new teacher is he married is he single and christina says i'll find out for you (laughs) no no no, don't don't find out shut up (laughs) shut up kids are really funny about marital status which is interesting because it's they're very particularly at my school they're very traditional so where I've mm. had a new teacher start is working in the woodwork area with me she had it she was telling me that she had a kid that was like oh something or other about her being married and she's like oh I'm not married and he was like this kid's like but you have a son how can you not be married and I was like <laughs> it's such a traditional way of looking at yeah you must be married in order to have a child I have had see I've had the opposite because I've been married for over a decade and we don't have kids and we don't plan to and I remember I had a particular group I'm going to say about three or four years ago a particular group of senior girls who became obsessively concerned about the fact because my husband works in schools as well so they knew they'd seen us drive in together and mm. were like, is that your husband? And how long have you been together? And how many kids do you have? Why don't you have kids? Yeah. Are you having kids? Mm. Why don't you want kids? And it, and to the point where they'd be like, have you decided to have kids yet? Almost on a weekly basis until I said, don't you find this weird? Do you find this a weird conversation? To be having with a teacher? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, didn't. It's fun. I get It's almost always from an innocent place. Yeah. In, They're curious. Uh, in this episode, it's not from an innocent place. No. But mostly kids are usually just, they want to get to know you and they're using sort of these societal signposts to I understand to you. you. I'm going to tell you about this year seven kid I had a couple of years ago. He's adorable. He's hilarious. But kids always go, are you married? And I say, no. And then they go, oh, do you have a boyfriend? And I go, no. And they're like, why? <laughs> and I go, because... 
I'm happy on my own and that's not good enough. Why? For them. Yeah. Sometimes I will get kids that are like, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. And I'm like, no. But then this boy was like, oh, and he's thinking about it. And he goes, you know, there's apps you can use, miss, to like meet people. <laughs> oh, that's he's helping. And I went, cool, thank you. I am aware. <laughs> um, I just don't use them. And he's gone... But that means that you're like alone all the time. Mm. And I went, yeah, that's yeah. the way I like my life. And I said, I've got two cats. I've got my friends. I've yeah. got my family. Like, I'm cool. And he goes, well, my mum likes to go out to bars and stuff. <laughs> all right, friends. I'll call your mum. We can and go out. I was out. like, cool, your mum can be my wing woman. He was so concerned. And I just love the fact that he was like, there's apps that you can use these days. trying miss. to help. Thank you, 12-year-old boy. <laughs> trying to help me with my love life. <laughs> Um, so the other point I had was I wrote Nick is out of the world. He's staring at Jody the whole time. The thing that annoys me, I like Jody and Nick as individual characters. I don't like that when Jody's back, that makes Jody like his Nick, Nick his, Nick his Nick whole is. character. Yeah, yeah. Jo- Jody's his whole personality. Yeah, but it is very realistic for teenagers. Yep. Like that becomes they are such and such as boyfriend or girlfriend. That is their personality. That's their reason for being. Yes. Yep. Then. They, uh, the girls are walking. So Rose and Chucker and Danny are, I don't know, on a lunch break. Out on the, like in public, in the, the in the streets, in the streets, <laughs> in the harsh streets of Sydney. Yep. And they catch Jodie talking to a guy and she hugs him and they're like, oh, have you been with this guy? All I have notes on are her sunglasses, which are amazing. They are those 90s round gold rimmed purple, purple. We're going to have a fight, aren't we? (laughs) Pinky purple. I'm going to say purple. Fine, pink. (laughs) (laughs) The artist trumps the English teacher. Magenta. Magenta. I can deal with magenta. All right. Well, now that we've hit that very good point. They're not rose. They were purple. (laughs) But rose colored glasses isn't, is the same. Magenta. We'll go with magenta. Yeah, magenta. Okay. Okay. Thanks for conceding. So then they go to drama class and drama class is insane, but... They're all sitting on the floor. He's sitting on the floor as in Phil. Yes. I love it. Is that what drama class is normally like? I feel like drama class... See, I have such... I have such regard for PE teachers, drama teachers, music teachers, because part of classroom management is you rely on the structure, which is the chairs and tables... Yeah. And once you take that out, the kids can go a bit insane. My favourite conversation in this, because there's a bunch of weird questions, but my favourite is between Rivers and Phil North. And Rivers says, can we call you Northy? Phil says, my friends call me that. And since we're not friends yet, you can call me Mr. North. And Rivers says, okay, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) I do enjoy that. I like that. He's usually, look, as much as Rivers is a dick, he usually has my favourite line of an episode. Yeah. (laughs) They have this whole thing about surfers. Did I miss something about surf culture in the 90s? Yep. I did? Yep. <laughs> because it was big. It was big, but I mean more, there's all these weird stereotypes. Like they're like. But it's like dude and. Yeah. Um, and they're like, he looks like a typical surfer. The, he, dude's wearing a jeans and a t-shirt and he just happens to have bleached hair and they're all like, what a surfy. I mean, yeah. it turns out he does surf, but I don't. <laughs> it I don't know. he does fit the stereotype does, perfectly. But I don't understand why and so they're asking questions he's trying to he's trying to talk about media and get them hyped about media he when they were asking questions i think it's chuckle that says are you going to be in the love scenes with us sir i actually thought he handled all of these questions quite well 
And Com was like, oh, 12 and a half weeks. And he was like, and, the, uh, uh. and yeah. then he was like, it's actually nine and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, he, even though he handled it well, maybe just be like, some of these girls were quite full on. Yep. Yeah. The girls went in. like, And then they go to the staff room. Phil's being super nice. He's talking about, you know, those kids love you, Christina, and you've really improved their results. How did you do it? She starts saying, you know, I respect them and I blah, blah, blah. And then she gets really upset and walks out. Yeah, yeah. because she's pissed about the fact that she's she doesn't want to move to Perth. Yeah, I get that. But she snapped at Yola as well. She's making it weird. She's making it weird. Like it's not the fault of anyone else. Her, her standard is to walk out when she's upset. Which I guess is just really trying to, as a TV show, drive home the point that she's upset and doesn't want to leave Harley High. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was, like, Yola is really getting up to just straight-out harassment at this point. <laughs> she can join <laughs> the girls. Yeah. Just like, at least Yola's an adult. But, like, yeah. imagine imagine if, like, in our, in our schools, mm-hmm. was going that hard at a new staff member. <laughs> yeah it'd be weird yeah like in real life you'd be like yo you need to back up like you this is this is bordering on sexual harassment at this point and it's their first day um then at jo- at ruby's jody is working because she needs money because she does and while she's working there she's having a chat to nick you can tell nick knows something's up yeah then this guy comes up that's supposed to just be a friend and kisses her on the neck as yeah. a greeting. And she was like, later on, because she was like, don't you hug your friends when you haven't seen them for ages? And I was like, that wasn't a hug. That was not a hug. That was a neck kiss. Yeah. I don't neck kiss my friends. <laughs> I don't, to be honest, I don't even hug my friends. No. But yeah, like, no. No, <laughs> that was weird. But all I could see was her hair pieces. It's such a 90s. And we've talked about it before, that, that 90s. back ponytail with ton just, of pieces just in the, the eyes. Yeah, the strings hanging down around the face. All I could see. So that happened. Then they're in the staff room. I really like this scene. Graham and Yola are talking about Phil. And Graham's saying, when are you going to make a move, effectively? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Yola's already made several. <laughs> And Phil's just being super polite. But anyway. And Southgate says, Yola, you're not his type. Yep. He likes, you know, the bleach blonde bimbos, I think was like the thing. Like surfer girls. Surfer girls. Like beach girls, yeah. And then... Yola's not having it. Southgate does a gesture of the chest oh. variety. Boobsicles. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then Yola says something about oversized mammary glands. And i that's now my new cursed phrase. Yep. I don't like that. Yeah. My favourite part was as she's saying that, Phil walks in and says, like, what's going what on? What are you talking about? And Yola says, I'm just trying to help <laughs> I'm trying to help Southgate with his sexual problems. <laughs> <laughs> Yola, I think Yola and Rivers have the best lines yeah, in this show. They do. Yep. And so she invites him to dinner. He agrees. Basically makes out that there, there's already a dinner happening with yeah. Marco, Christina and her. And he's just coming. And Christina on. was not aware. So when Christina comes in, she's like, "I've invited him for dinner in front of him." Wink, wink, kind of. And that's when Christina's like, "Well, you're gonna make all these foods that I like, <laughs> aren't you?" It's a good move. I yeah. would do the same. Exactly. And then Nick and Jody. So Nick is furious. They're talking to Jody, and then look, it escalates. She admits to sleeping with the guy, and he slaps her in the face. Can I say one? No. Correct. Two, Correct answer. The sound effect that they put with him hitting her, 
I know that this is obviously it's very dramatic. Nothing is acceptable about domestic violence, mm. but the sound effect that they put. <laughs> I don't even notice it. it. Didn't you? It was no. like it was like a thunderclap. It was not like really. kaboom. <laughs> like as he hit her, and I went, "That's not the sound that would make." <laughs> I'm just putting okay. that out there. No, I don't know whether they did it to make it maybe less realistic for the show or something like that, but the sound effect was incredible. It makes me really annoyed. I'll talk about it I near the I end. I think I audibly gasped yeah, I when did, he hit yeah, her. And yeah. I wrote yo with about 15 O's. I was like, oh, yo, Nick slapped Jody," And then I said that sound effect. <laughs> I, I put Nick hits everyone. He hit Christina. He hit the cop. Now he's hit Jody. Why is his – he needs to get some sort of anger management going. I – yeah, and it's just so, so unacceptable. Yeah. Like that is just – that was straight – like when he hit Christina, that was a mistake. Yeah. Still not okay. When he hit the cop, literally the same day his mum died, yeah. essentially. At least that was another dude. But again, still And the Christina one was an accident, but – yeah, so, but in this case, it wasn't a... This one, he straight up yeah. hit a girl across the face because she said she slept with someone else when they weren't even a couple. Yeah. And then my anger about this situation is going to grow from here on Okay, in. good. I have a couple of things. Before before the hitting part, I'm on, I am on Team Jody. Fuck Nick on this situation completely. Yeah. Only beforehand do I have one criticism of Jodie, and this is not to say she deserved to be hit. It just kind of pissed me off this line where oh, yeah. he is like, I can't believe you cheated. I can't believe you slept with someone. You know, this is re- – I don't know. He's he's pissed off, okay? And she says to him, it's not all about you. <laughs> and I'm going, dude lost his mum. Dude hasn't heard from you in months. You show up again kind of in the vibe – giving the vibe that you want to be back together mm. as normal. He finds out you've slept with someone after you've lied several times. In, and he does. He often makes things about him. It's it, This time it is. It was about him. So, yeah. Still but, shouldn't hit her. Yes. No, that's yeah, separate story. I just wanted to – it was annoying me that she was like – When she brought it up and she was like, hey, it wasn't like us, but it wasn't terrible. I was like – In fact, oh, it was good. That's- yeah. That's you probably didn't need to go into that amount of detail, but obviously, I mean, she was angry as well yeah. because he's really, if they weren't a couple, he has no right to question her about yeah. it. And then Con, our beloved Con, continues to be beloved. The mor- <laughs> he's, <laughs> he is the moral stand-up of this entire show. Yep, literally walks out there, shoves him, and goes, "What the hell's wrong with you?" Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Con, thank for you, saying Con. what we were all thinking. Yeah. Uh, then they. Go to Ruby's. The girls check in on Jody. I like the conversation they have here and the fact that they're like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And she says, it's kind of my fault. And they said, look, she, he should never have hit you. Yeah. It's like, I like that that's the message they were trying to get to young people yeah. at that time. And because there's been an increasing discussion, still not enough is being done in my opinion, but there's been an increasing discussion about domestic violence and dealing with it. There weren't really conversations like this back then. Back then. No. And I like that at least because there were young viewers, they are being told it's not it's not okay. Yeah, um, and, and it's not your fault. No, it's not your fault, and that's not an acceptable response. Yeah. Um. Then they have dinner at Yola and Christina's. Yeah. So we swap over to the teachers again. Yes. And they're having dinner, and I've written Marco wading into shit about the teaching profession again. I actually see half of it. He's a knob. He is a knob. But part of it was initially 
I don't think when he was initially talking to Phil that he was insulting teachers. Phil was talking about travel and I, side note, did make mention that, you know, he was in Indonesia and they thought he might have drugs in his surf bag. And I was like, oh, Chappelle Corby. Pre Chappelle Corby. So he was talking about surfing and traveling. And Marco says, I wouldn't expect you to be a teacher. I thought you might get bored by something like that. I don't think he was initially offending, trying to be offensive to teachers, just saying, you don't seem to have the personality of someone who'd want to, you know, stay and do a nine to five sort of thing. You seem like yeah, a bit I of guess. a. But I already hate Marco. Yeah, I know. So. I hate Marco too, but I'm gonna gonna give him that one at least. And then. But Christina doesn't take it well. Christina takes it very bad, and she she's did. already mad though. Yeah, she's she been is. told she's moving to Perth. She's so. pissed off the whole time. Then says, you know, how dare he insult teachers? That is who I am. I am a teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then she cracks it and they have that big they have another fight in the kitchen and then Marco leaves. Phil wanders into the kitchen <laughs> and he's like, here's to teaching and like cheers his cheers his drink. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, then we um, flip over to the Poulos. So we're still getting house, to know Stella. Yeah. And um can I just point out that Stella has now flipped from wearing kind of late eighties, early nineties power suits yes. to punk rock. And she's wearing leopard print pants and like a black t-shirt with the arms cut off. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's like, a good look. I didn't realise it was punk rock. It felt very, I'm trying to think, leopard print in the 90s. Was that a mum thing? I don't know. Patterns, bold it's patterns were a 90s mum. It was a real difference to what she was wearing before. She was Well, she did say she dressed up for the first the first meeting with him. Yeah. But she was also, you know, she was in a shirt that first episode. Now she's... Now she's funky. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes in and she she's bought some soup or something for mm-hmm. – I was going to call him Alex <laughs> – for Nick <laughs> because he's brooding in his bedroom yep. and she's like, you know, I know I'm not your mum but I can give you a female perspective. He basically tells Stella that he hit her and she was like, is she okay? And he's like, I don't know, I haven't spoken to her. She goes, don't you think you should? All the women in surrounding this scenario I think are responding exactly how I would want them to respond in a in a way for – for young people to see. Well, one's about to not. And yeah. I've got things to yeah. say. That's right. <laughs> we'll get to that. They go back to class. There are dramatic looks around the room. So everyone's... Jodie's in class. Jodie's in class. Um, yeah, there's an empty spot. Christina's brooding about going to Perth. So she's not actively teaching. The and kids people are, are finding quietly out, working. Like, like Yola's got a big mouth. So yeah. all the staff are finding out. Kids are finding kids out. Kids are finding out. They've heard rumours. And so she's just glaring around the room. Jodie's looking at Nick's empty chair. And then Christina talks to Jodie. Talks Christi- to Jodie at the end of the lesson. Yeah. Yep. You have you have thoughts. So basically, she's like, "What's happening with you and Nick?" And Jodie's like, "Oh, how is that any of your business?" And she's like, "Well, it's affecting the learning." And then she's like, "She basically says, I'm meant to report this." So yeah. at this point, we're talking off the record, and I'm like, Mm-mm. "Hey, mm-hmm. a male student. Not that it should like any no one should be hitting anyone, but a male student has just slapped." Quite hard, a female student across the face. I don't give a shit yeah. about the circumstances beyond that. He needs to be reported. And she says, because Jodie says, I don't think it's anyone's business. And Christina says, half half the school saw it. Yeah. <laughs> or something, you know, and others will have oh, heard about it. because she said, I think Jodie was like, oh, Con's got a big mouth. And yeah. she's like, it wasn't Con no. who told me like half a dozen students yeah. saw it. Yeah. Um, before we get to the continuing the serious stuff, I just had to note. Yeah. 
It was the day before. Christina should have reported it when she found out. Yeah. I'm mad. It's that thing where, see, she talked earlier and she's like, you know, um, they've improved because I respect them and I value them. And, I, and I'm like, yeah, but you also need to be concerned about their safety. Yep. You're always showing up at their house for other stuff. If kids are getting hit. Yeah, why aren't you turning up at the Poulos house to tell George? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, actually, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, why not? Or turning up to Jodie's sister to say, hey, her ex-boyfriend slapped her across Take the her face Take her to the police. School. Yeah. Yeah. It annoys me. Frustrates me that she's doing that. There's also... Mandatory reporting. Exactly. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't know what it's like in 1994, but I assume there would be something equivalent. Um, yeah. Surely that'd have to be. And she says, I have to report it. Freaking report it. Yep. I don't understand. Don't what, be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Or else you have to tell me or else I'm going to report this. You don't get a choice. You report it. Yeah. Total side note, completely different tone. My two favourite parts of this scene before the class leave is Con being on his phone in class and nobody saying no anything. Shit about him no, being he's on his just phone on his ever. phone. And two, they cut to the back of the 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 classroom and it's sort of so you can see Jody on one angle of the screen and Christina on the other and you're sort of seeing a wider shot of the class. Mm. And you see Rivers have his bag packed and just quietly watching the clock and checking his watch and as soon he's as the bell goes. Run. Yeah he yeah. does. There's always that naughty kid in class who's like I'll pack up Even everything. Danny ran. Yeah. But yeah, he was ready to go. Like, yeah. And his bag was so big. I was like, why has he got an overnight bag? <laughs> and then, yeah, apparently that was his school bag. Yeah. And literally the bell went and he sprinted. Boom. Yeah. Kids are always trying to sneakily back and you're up. you're always like, ah. Yeah. Don't you dare. <laughs> um, and then Christina's saying to Jodie, do you know where Nick would be? And she's like, I don't know. And then Con, Con. has been listening outside the door because he is our angel of reason. <laughs> And he's like, I think I know. And as per usual, where is Nick? At the soccer field. <laughs> Did that bother you? He was angrily bouncing the ball. He wasn't playing soccer. He was just sitting there brooding about being a dick, I guess. She drove up so fast, I really thought she was going to hit him with her car. <laughs> so there's a, it's just a chain link fence and she zooms up. And I'm like, no, 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 break. It was obviously at a speed that was meant to infer that she was angry. Yes. Which is fair enough. But yeah, I was like, Safety. he's sitting right there. <laughs> So then she gets out of the car and I do appreciate the fact that she was obviously genuinely furious about the situation. But again, I said, I like that Christina's actually angry, but holy fucking shit, report him. Here's the thing. So she says to him, we made an agreement. She she did that thing that you've said I would have been using that all year of I took a hit. Yeah, so she brings it up. She brings up the fact that he punched her. We made an agreement in our class. There would be no violence, no harassment, no bullying. I'm glad she's taken a stand on violence, but the no harassment and no bullying has no. She's Rivers never does stopped. Whatever the fuck he yeah, wants. he has called people horrible things, and she just goes, "All right, class, back Settle to down. work." So I agree. Like, yeah, take a hard line on violence. I am not disregarding that, but the others are important. A harder line on other things. <laughs> yeah. as Yeah. Well. I really did like her reaction, though. So we were saying before, he says, "I only did it because I love her," and she says, "How dare you say yeah, that?" You know, he says, "I yeah. hit her yeah. because I love her," yeah. and I would have kicked him in the back <laughs> of the head through that chain link fence. I know violence is not a way to solve violence, but that is one of the worst things you can say. Yeah, and she does. She reacts. She's not happy. Perfectly. Yep. She, how dare you say that? You should never say that. That's not okay. And she's like hitting someone that's weaker than you yeah. is the act of a coward. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm glad she got mad, but seriously, report it. Yeah. Just yeah, report, report it, Christina. It. That's your just fucking job. Get to it. Yeah. 
Um, and then, so the staff room, everyone's talking about her leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, Delarine is really lovely. Southgate is really lovely. Can I just say that she still she hasn't given notice? No, he, and Delarine's like, sorry to see you go. And yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't think I don't think she's resigned yet. Yeah, but they are they are being lovely. Even Southgate's like, I know we've had our differences, but I'm sorry to see you go. He was very nice about it. Delarine calls her an inspiration. I'm like, calm down. She doesn't report things. <laughs> calm down. She just let a boy slap a girl across the face and hasn't told anyone else in the faculty about it. So. Yeah, they have a breakup in the car park, Marco and... <gasps> Here's the thing. That was dramatic. It was dramatic. So basically they had their fight over dinner and then he's turned up at school and was basically like, I was wrong. And then she basically says that she wants to finish out the school year at least at Hartley High. And she looks really happy like because he's... She goes, I'm, he goes, I'm sorry, I know it's stressful that you're leaving. I know this job's important to you, but there are kids at other schools. Yep. And she says, quite happily... Maybe I can finish this year, you know. These are my kids. Yeah, so finish the year and yeah. then, like, he go to Perth and then she will join him in Perth. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, what about the wedding? Because that's in, like, a couple of months. Yeah. yeah, and then absolutely drops himself in the fucking shit again because she's like, oh, we might have to postpone it. Yeah. And then he loses his shit and he's like, we can't postpone the wedding. Like, that's – or we can't call it off. And she's like, I just want to postpone it. And he's like, what does that mean? And she's like, exactly what it means. <laughs> just- Taking God, time. I hate him so much. Here's the thing. Oh, he also tries to joke mm-hmm. as well and basically says, um, oh, you know, even if you if you leave now at the start of the term, oh, yeah. um, they can just get a substitute and the kids won't even notice. And I was like, you're a dick. Dick. Um, and that is, I hate it when, it's so hard when staff leave early yep. in the year because. Oh, it sucks. And it sucks to be the person to replace yeah, them as well. Exactly. And I thought, Kids because do get attached to teachers. They do. They, they do. like those teachers. They actually, some of them get really attached. Yeah. And then Nick and Jodie make up. She says, I'm wrapped in you. I do like, I like that Nick was saying, there's no excuse for what I did. I understand. The only good thing about this scene was he was saying, there's no excuse. I should never have done it. And she's saying, oh, but you know, I was being horrible too. And he says, that doesn't matter. Those are all good messages. However, I don't like the message of them getting back together. Yeah, yeah. I wrote, he he said, what I did was unforgivable. That's it. Jody said, that's okay. <laughs> and then I said, I guess he's not getting suspended then. Yeah. So because she's forgiven him and yeah. now they're being all lovey-dovey again and Christina comes along and she's like, oh, adorbs. And then he says, never again, miss. Okay. Fuck off. That's what serial abusers say. It'll never happen again. I'm pretty sure I said last episode that I wasn't going to swear as much, but this has really made me mad. (laughs) He hit her and then was forgiven practically immediately. The consequences were he felt a little bit uncomfortable. And he didn't get any consequence, real consequence for for hitting a girl. Insane. Insane. Yep. They're in the class and the kids have made a surprise. I thought it was funny how she, because I've mentioned before, it's an absolute zoo before she walks in the class and she's always like, settle down, sit down, every time. I don't know why the kids are there before her, but whatever. (laughs) And so they're all like, shut up, everyone shut up, sit down. And Ruby's like, you're all brown noses. They're all quiet reading and she walks in and goes, I'm sorry, am I in the wrong classroom? Yeah. And they have got a massive bunch of flowers oh, they had it on a chair so she couldn't see it when she walked in and mm. then when she got around to the teacher's desk she saw this massive bunch of flowers i said here the flower arrangement is lovely but so ugly 
It's not great. I think what's happened is, and I think it's quite cute because it's exactly what a bunch of teenagers would do, is they've all gone and got their own individual bunch and, and then they've put them all together to wrap it, which was very cute. My favourite part was when they're like, why are you going to Perth? You know, we'll miss you. And then Con says, why would you want to go to Perth? Too many wogs there. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> oh, Con, <laughs> what's, you're a delight. What's the, what have kids gotten you as a teacher? Have you ever been given flowers? I have been. I Because I teach senior English a lot, the kids will often, because it's their last year of school, will give you gifts. I have never become better at not being awkward <laughs> at receiving gifts. I've got some amazing stuff over the years from these them really thoughtful things that I still have in my house because yeah. it's really cute. Like I've got Christmas ornaments that they've personalised. I've gotten plants because they know I love plants. I've been given last year, one of my students, because we had COVID and it was horrible, we particularly bonded because we were all each other would see. And so a couple of my students in a group all got together and bought a favourite book or a book that they thought I would like and wrote a message in it. And I got a whole box of books with quotes about the importance of teachers and reading. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Don't make me cry. It was super sweet. It was really amazing. So Uh, Christina cried when she got the flowers. Yes. And so she is back in the staff room, sort of breaking them all up, the bouquets and putting them around her desk. And the Phil and Yola are chatting to her about it. Yola says they were probably stolen. Yeah. <laughs> and then Marco shows up in the staff yeah, room. Yeah, Graham come in? He's like, uh, uh, Christina. Christina. <laughs> and then here comes Marco bursting in. And I wrote, what did I say? I would fuck a dude up for dramatically bursting into my workplace like Marco did. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago when um, – Irene joined the soccer team as the manager mm. and rocked Walked up in the, the staff room. How do people keep getting into the staff room? I don't know. Get out of the staff room, guys. Um, and so he... And he comes in like, in like a panic as well. Like very intensely. Yeah. Yola says, you can use my office to talk. Because it's obviously <laughs> weird. weird. Yeah. And she says, uh, he says, I have talked to the boss. He totally understands. I have a two-week trip to Fiji. Let's go. That was so weird. So weird. And then... She says, I can't, it's the middle of term. And he says, well, my boss has been understanding, surely yours can. It's not how teaching works. Guys, people talk about, oh, you get to only work 40, 40 weeks of the year and you finish at three o'clock. It is not like that. Um, It's been school holidays. I have worked all but two days. (laughs) And so just because the kids aren't in class doesn't mean we're not working. And the idea that you could just be like, yo, boss, See you in two weeks. It's a lot of work to cover teachers. We don't even take time off when we're sick because it's easier to go to work sick and teach your lessons than it is to leave all the work for your classes. Or just basically rewrite your lessons for someone who may not be trained in your area. Yep. Because all the knowledge, if you know how... Like I can't leave woodwork. No, you can't. I can't go, hey, they're using all these machines. Good luck. Because I'll get some little tiny lady that's never taught woodwork and is terrified of the machines. Or so I have, to, I have to turn that lesson into a theory lesson, which I know the kids are going to hate. And then it also ruins your curriculum plan for the term because yeah. you've lost... Oh, my God. So, so Marco comes and they have this big argument and she was like, hey, would you give up all your work? And he says yes. And I actually feel bad at... He, she, he says, yes, I would if you want. And then... I didn't believe him. I did believe him because... He said... He stands way too close to her when he talks. Can I just point that out? He does. He stands... Do you know what? There was a lot of times, and it was also in the the drama class where they would get quite close to each other when they were talking. I think... See, we're in in post-COVID times, 
or yeah. not even post. We're still current times. <laughs> and so seeing people talk that close to each other makes me really uncomfortable <laughs> i don't like people standing close no. to me anyway and he gets too close and he was also being very desperate yeah and i wrote that he was making me feel super uncomfortable <laughs> because he was that level of desperation because then he basically goes into she's like i'm not going to fiji i'm not she cracks it and basically i'm not going to perth and he's like are we still getting married yeah and she kind of goes eh. and he's like say it and so she's like Soz. <laughs> well, that's what I put. I went, I felt kind of bad because he said he loved her enough to leave it and says, I can I can leave it. And then she just goes, no, nah, it's too late. Too late, which it is. Like, this has She's, been on a downhill yeah, slide. You've said that for several since weeks. Since she started teaching. And since she moved into Yola's. Yeah. Uh, Once she started teaching and started becoming a proper adult and she moved out to Yola's and she's, like, starting to stand on her own two feet. She's less sheltered. And so she's basically, nah. And yeah. so they break up. So that's done. And then she goes back to class and says, I'm not leaving. And the kids all go apeshit. Nuts. And Steve says, you shouldn't have told us you yeah, weren't leaving. Yeah, they'll get up and stop yeah. working. And he's like, you shouldn't have told us you weren't leaving. And that's what I, I'm like, yeah, tell them at the end. <laughs> get them to feel There's really bad and do lots of work. at the end, not the start of the lesson. It's the end of the day. Christina and Phil are walking out to their cars and having a chat. And Marco goes, I should have known. Yeah, so Marco's been waiting out there like a psycho. Creepy. And basically comes out and insinuates that Phil is making the moves on Christina and that they've been, like, seeing each other. Phil is doing exactly what I would in this scenario. While Marco's going off, he's awkwardly looking around at the potential audience. oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) And then I hate this part because Marco says – you should stay away from my woman. Marco, this is why she left you. (laughs) And then tries to physically take on Phil, who is visibly stronger, even from the get-go. So I enjoyed that bit. And then basically Phil doesn't take a shot at him or anything. Basically Marco goes to grab him, takes a swing, I think. Phil shoves him against a wall and says, like, back off, basically. He basically says, don't do this to yourself. And then Marco, like, slides, slides down, the, down wall. the wall and sadly sits outside of school. He's so I would be pitiful. And she's like – and then Christina stands over the top and she's like, oh, Marco. <laughs> and he just has this weird tiny little mouth with no lips. Yeah. And he's just, like, all pale and wearing his shoulder-padded suit and, <laughs> and staring up at her from the bottom of the wall. And I was like, oh, do you know don't what? you dare get back together. Do you know what? That is the last time we'll see Marco. That is, is the last shot of Marco. Really? Against so, the floor of the wall. So he doesn't... Never see Marco again. Really? And then Jodie and Nick are in Jody's, uh, in Nick's room and oh. she's talking about how horrible it was in Melbourne. Their equipment was stolen. They managed to run off with their money. They just had a terrible alone. time. And when she heard about mum, she wrote a song. I have a note because I said... My note for this was Jane. Do you do you think she was going to break up, break out into a rap? No, no, that's good because I just thought. Imagine she's like, I wrote this song. I was really inspired. You know, this is about you and your mum. My diggity dad. <laughs> that would have been horrible. My mum's now under the cold bitumen. Oh wow! <gasps> no, <gasps> no. We say no. You said it. <laughs> Look at you looking shocked at your own comment. Shocked and delighted at the same time. I just time. want everyone to know that was in Jane's voice, not mine. <laughs> Leanne, how could you? <laughs> and so she I sings this song. I could not deal with the earnest of, like, this made me cringe. Like, I, I know that it's about his mom and all that kind of stuff, but I, uh, it was too much for me. I This part I'm cool with because I have made 
many a mocking story about Jodie's music career up until this point. Yeah. The good part about this is this is the official transition away from Jodie the rapper to Jodie a We've singer. We've always said she can sing. She's got it a was the rapping we good had an voice. Issue with. Yeah. So I'm glad we hear her sing now instead of her previous work. And I like that because she was singing. I mean, in attention like in the scene, she was mm. singing without music, but then yes. put backing music, backing music in it. Yeah. I also thought it was really lovely how it cuts to Effie and Stella who can hear it and George who was outside who could hear it and he goes and sits by the window to listen to it. I thought it was very sweet. It made – have I told you the story of being sung to in Indonesia? I think this is why I have a problem with Jody. Like it's not about the content of the song or whatever. It's just that being sung to – It's horrible. Is singularly one of the most just butthole-clenching, cringeworthy – Things that can ever happen to a person. It is. I hate it when people sing happy birthday to me. And so being sung to... So I've only ever been to Bali once. Uh, we were staying in this really lovely villa. If you wanted to organise an activity, you would tell them and they had connections through, you know, because it's a massive tourist through city. You know, and so they would call up the restaurant you want to go to. They would call for a tour. They would call for a cart, whatever. And so we had said to them, look, we're actually just really interested in trying some not touristy, traditional Balinese food. We'd really like to try Balinese. And they said, well, what kind What kind of Balinese food? I don't know. So my husband said, anywhere where we could get some good seafood would be great. So they said, fine, come back at this time. Yeah, I, I don't eat seafood. I, I ended up having lobster. It was lovely. I okay. don't like seafood, but lobster was good. And so, you don't have seafood. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I just don't have normal, like, I hate salmon. I'll and eat stuff. flake. Yeah, That's flakes, flakes good. Anyway, they said, come at this time, get in the car. So they take us to this restaurant. It's all along, I don't know the name of it, I'm very sorry, um, where there's a bunch of restaurants on the beach where you sit in the sand effectively. Hmm. Um, and so it was gorgeous. It was near sunset. They timed it perfectly. And and then they ruined it. <laughs> the hotel obviously wanted to make sure we were taken care of and had said it was our honeymoon or our anniversary. Yeah. It was not. <laughs> but they had told them this so we would get, like, Aww. special treatment. Yeah. They were a lovely hotel. I highly recommend them. I am not doing sponsored ads. <laughs> and Do you remember then, the name of it? The name of the hotel. Yeah. It was the Villas in Seminyak. Yeah. There you go. We um, are brought out. There's all these tables in the sand. It looks amazing. And then there are ones, the ones that are nearest the water, because everyone's looking out towards the water. That's the way the seating is facing. Mm-hmm. There are arches with, like, flowers and decorative stuff. We are sat there. So everyone is behind us. We are sat at the one under the arch with the solar twinkle lights and, and stuff. So I already feel awkward because I feel like there's a spotlight you're on me. In the, yeah, you're the centre of attention. And it's nice because it's quite hot there and um, your feet I are in the water. deep breaths. <laughs> yeah. feet, so our feet are in the shallow, like the very edge of the water. And we're sitting there. We get this amazing lobster. It is beautiful. Like it's amazing food. Having a nice enough time. I've gotten – I've – unclenched enough to relax with the fact that I'm sitting yes I'm sitting in this quite prominent position and then this three-man traveling band is walking along the beach and singing songs I just thought they were like a traveling walking band yeah they stop gonna keep walking at our table and they say do you want a romantic song or a happy song and I say oh no we're fine thank you no song no song and they said, oh, we have to sing a song, so you have to choose. And I said, oh, we're fine. And he says, we're going to do a romantic song. And I went, no, just do a happy song. Because I'm like, at least it feels less awkward. Yeah. 
Everyone can enjoy the happy song. Everyone can enjoy the happy song. It feels less like I'm being serenaded because I can't even watch musicals when they do the earnest serenades. I can handle group songs, just yeah. not one-on-one songs. And then he starts singing, and I don't know if I would consider this a happy song, but let's just pretend it is. He's so singing in English? He was singing in English. Okay. And so he sung, and I apologise for everyone who has to listen to my singing, Ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. Do, do, do. do you know that song? Yeah. So he that's was singing that. I don't know. It didn't feel like a happy song to me. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Sung it. I literally, my husband and I are kicking each other violently under the table in <laughs> awkwardness. And he gets to the end and I, because I, the last note and I'm like, I did it. And then he does a dramatic strum, like he swings his arm out, strums a guitar a single time, looks me directly in the eye and says in a weird Texan Californian accent, it's a wild world, girl. And so I'm dead. This is coming to you from beyond the grave. I have died. And so. That happens then. And you feel like everyone on the beach is watching yeah. this happen to you. So we've politely clapped. Then they've waited because they're being paid for this. So we had to pay for the honour of the embarrassment. So that happens. How I much live. did you have to pay? I can't remember, to be honest. I have no idea. Then they went down to the next people who were all for it and they asked for a romantic song. Maybe they were actually, they were the next arch down, maybe at the next restaurant. Okay. So they said romantic song. And they started playing R.E.M.'s Losing My Religion. So I don't know if they understood the mood of songs. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, anyway, the point is being sung to is atrocious. Yeah. The end. Yeah. So <laughs> who's your who, – do we even need to talk about who needs to be suspended? We all know who needs to be suspended. Nick. Nick, you're suspended. In fact, you're very close to expulsion because you've hit – Two people in the school now. Yep. Yeah. You'd be expelled if you were in my school. And fronted up to teachers too. Yeah. Yeah. So out of the staff, who should be on notice? Christina. (laughs) Should have reported it. Christina should have reported it. Yeah, there is no other staff member that has an issue. Um, I mean, Yola could like calm down with Phil. but needs to leave Phil alone. But she doesn't need to be reported because he is a consenting adult. All right. um, So thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate those of you who are messaging us and following us and interacting with us on Instagram, which you can find at Snark Break High. Uh, we hope you have a really good week since I've already been asking how your day was at the start of the episode. Yep. We hope it's going well and it <laughs> continues to do so. <laughs> Very formal. Yep. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.